Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Just, 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 just
Well, 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 good morning and welcome back. It's your boy, Flossie Jeezy, and we're here all the way live with you with What's Poppin' For with your boy, Flossie Jeezy. You know what I'm saying? It's the 8.30 a.m. show here in Portland, Oregon. The time is approximately 8.41 Pacific Standard Time, 646-595-3402. And your boy, Flossie Jeezy, is in the building and on deck. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you where you can find me so you can see me everywhere. Because it's popping everywhere Flossie G is popping up at. MySpace. Reverb Nation, you know what I'm saying? Producer, make beats over there. Flossy Jeezy Worldwide Network.net, Flossy Jeezy Worldwide Network on Facebook, Flossy Jeezy, you know what I'm saying, on Facebook with my music page, you know what I'm saying? Flossy Jeezy Worldwide Show also on Facebook. Then, of course, you have me on Tumblr, Twitter, you know what I'm saying? SoundCloud, SoundClick. Mixcloud, and Spreaker as well. So you can find me just about every place. And like I always say, I'm not Johnny Cash, but I can still be found everywhere. Today, you know how it goes down. Your boy Flossie Jeezy back with more sports, entertainment news, and just general current events. Uh, right off the top this morning, although I usually jump on my, on my um, you know, sports report, I was just uh, reading and lamenting over what Reuters was saying about uh, the good old city of Ferguson. As you remember, you had the shooting of Mr. Mike Brown down there last summer. Caused a whole lot of ruckus down there with the activities of the police department down there. 67% of the folks down there are African American, yet 80% of the crimes reported down there or you know, people arrest is about 80%, which is absolutely crazy. So I'll just read briefly here what the morning report says here from Reuters. Reuters announces that the U.S. Department of Justice has concluded that Ferguson, Missouri Police Department, routinely engages in biased practices. A law enforcement official familiar with the department said in their findings on Tuesday. The investigation in the police department began in August after the shooting of an unarmed African-American teen, Michael Brown, by a white police officer uh, in Ferguson, sparked national protests. The analysis of more than 35,000 pages of police reports found that you know, racist comments from officers as well as statistics that shows African-Americans make up 93% of the arrests accounting for only 67% in the population. The Ferguson official said that the African-American um, also made up of incidents in which officers used force uh, and all incidents where, where police dogs bit citizens, said the official, who could not be named because of sensitive nature of the investigation. It says nationwide, the protests of police officers resulted in the death of African-Americans in Ferguson, New York, and Cleveland led to bare racial tensions at what Barack Obama called simmering distrust between police and communities. The findings also expected to be formally released as early as Wednesday. A Justice Department spokesman said the department will use the findings to negotiate the policy changes with Ferguson officials and enter a consent decree or sue the city, you know, to force the change. I mean, it's absolutely crazy that this stuff is still going on and it's still happening. 
and that African Americans are being subjected to this. Uh, one way I can see of maybe changing some of this activity is brothers may just have to join the force, brothers and sisters for that uh, matter. And, you know, minorities in particular need to join some of these police forces so they can kind of oversee things that are going on from the inside. I mean, it's so crazy. They even had one police officer reported on CBS uh, this morning uh, back in New York said that, uh, you know, police officer made a comment that uh, it's hard to imagine Barack Obama being president for four years because a black man, uh, you know, never maintains a job for more than four years. So, I mean, we have a real bad situation over there in Ferguson. And, you know, God willing, through prayers and action, we can get some of that stuff changed around back there and get things going. Also, you know, switching over from that, we're going to switch over to some sports right now because, like I said, I kind of like to do it kind of like ESPN. I'm not crazy about ESPN, but I kind of like the way they flip their format back and forth. Uh, we're going to slide over now with two big things that are going on, actually three things. So evidently, um, Sean McCoy, who played for the uh, Philadelphia um, organization, Philadelphia Eagles in the NFL, is being traded as we speak this morning uh, over to uh, Buffalo, thereby, uh, you know, saying helping that organization maybe improve in their, in their running back area. I mean, it's absolutely crazy the way it's going down with the NFL with all these trades and everything. But uh, hopefully uh, Rex Ryan can uh, put that gentleman to use and everything can, um, you know, go in, you know, as it needs to be for both squads benefiting. Evidently it says here that the Bills trade Kiko Alonso uh, to the Eagles for LaShawn McCoy. The Bills intend to trade Kiko, a linebacker, Kiko Alonso to the Eagles for running back Sean McCoy, says CBS.com insider Jason LaCanfora. He confirms that ESPN was the first to report on the news of the trade, which was one for one deal. The trade will become official next week. The Bills have also notified Alonzo, uh, who was leaving uh, to leave Buffalo, that the deal had been dealt. Alonzo had 159 tackles for the Bills in 2013. They missed all of last season to over, uh, you know, undergo successful uh, surgery for his ACL in July. He said late February that he expected to be 100% uh, before beginning camp. The trade reunites Alfonso's Eagles with Chip Kelly, who was a coach at Oregon. That's a that's a cold move by Chip Kelly. Seems like he's trying to get a lot of Oregonians, including uh, Marcus Mariota there was a quarterback for Oregon's national championship team last year. He's done a good job of getting all those guys back up underneath his umbrella. You know, it's something that we said about a coach that trusts, um, you know, his instincts and knows the players from the time they were young men growing up into the men that they are now in the NFL. says, LaCanforia added that McCoy may uh, not be pleased with the deal. He said, well, the Eagles are looking to clear cap space possibly for a draft trade quarterback, and uh, Chip Kelly reportedly is not a fan of McCoy's uh, contract. The running back has $10.25 million cap for 2015. McCoy was delivered, has delivered uh, four 1,000 rushing yard seasons the last five years, and most recently 13, 19, and five touchdowns in 2014. Uh, probably would have had more if he hadn't been injured. He said the Bills have uh, just one player the top 1,000 yards in the last five years. So hopefully the trade will work out on both ends and people will be able to, um, 
you know what I mean, you'll be able to, uh, you know, uh, come up with something and where, you know, both the, the coach as well as the uh, players benefit from that trade. But smart move by Chip Kelly. You know, being here, we're in Portland, Oregon, uh, on this beautiful sunny day, it's nice to see your old uh, ball coach for the college team continue to make moves. That juggernaut, that juggernaut team, the Kentucky Wildcats, uh, it seems that they're uh, 30-0 and 0 now. They came back on a late rally last night from nine down to defeat Georgia. I tell you, Kentucky is one hard team to beat, holding down that number one spot. And uh, at that, that uh, coach over there, you know, Calipari, boy, he is doing his uh, damnedest to make sure that, that team stays undefeated. A real good-looking squad over there, a real good-looking effort from them over there. And as it says here, after, and after Georgia, they went on the road as Kentucky excelled after his first close call in a while. The Wildcats fan held up a sign that says, uh, that says it all. UK, the unbeatables, make it 30-0, and 0, facing the largest second-half deficit of this so far perfect season. Number one, Kentucky clamped down defensively and ripped off the 14 to nothing run to put away the pesky uh, Georgia Bulldogs, 72-64, to choosing next to remain unbeaten in the uh, heading into the regular season finale. You have kids here that, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, have to win, and have the will to win, and they believe they're going to win, and they made plays needed to make uh, Coach John Calipari, uh, you know, correct in his assumptions. It says that the Wildcats improved 17-0 in the SEC, a Southeastern Conference, had won uh, their previous five games by an average of 24 points. And uh, that was a hell of a challenge that came in, um, you know, for them from that uh, young Georgia squad. So they looked real, real good on that, real good to see a team and knows how to get in there and uh, continue to make it happen. And so far, as I've called them this morning in my sports group, Hip Hop Sports on Facebook, if you're not up on the store, um, you know, they, uh, you know, they're the juggernauts, man. It's hard to beat these guys, and it's incredible. Now we have one final sports story real quick, uh, and it's about Kurt Schilling, you know, former all-star for the Phillies, former hardball, you know, uh, thrower for, uh, you know, uh, Arizona, and, you know, just like any other father out there, no father wants to see their daughter be the subject of savagery by online uh, jackasses that come on and, and harass the man's daughter. It says here on Tuesday, um, we passed along the word that longtime big leaguer, this is CBS Sports, um, we passed along the word that longtime big leaguer Kirk Schilling had outed two men who made vulgar tweets about his daughter last week. Schilling congratulated his daughter, Gabby, for being accepted into a college, and many responded with vulgarities, including uh, some that mentioned rape. He said, this wasn't harmless. This wasn't a joke. This guy, um, this wasn't some guy having beers and making some fun, said Schilling to CBS this morning. He said, said that uh, these were people that made uh, malicious uh, you know, talk because they don't like me. They try to destroy my daughter. Said two men, Adam Nagel of Brookville Community College and Sean McDonald of Montclair University were disciplined, and Schilling says he knows of the seven others who were punished over their tweets. He says um, he has also been contacted by the FBI and local law enforcement about possible criminal charges. This is going to be potentially legal implications on a couple of these, 
they, uh, you know, they were uh, that bad, Schilling said. I plan to pursue legal options, all legal options. Let's just say that. Schilling said that uh, two men who tweeted vulgarities uh, uh, um, attend Salve Regina uh, University, where the daughter who attends school, and the school has taken action against the students and is conducting an investigation. This will, this will follow them the rest of their lives, and some of these guys, I will make sure that it does. And you can't blame the man. You can't blame the man. You know, if you want, just like those jackasses in Congress that were making uh, co- uh, comments about Obama's daughters, and he, you know, the, all the fodder that we've heard recently over people saying silly shit about Obama's daughters, um, you know, and, and, you know, about what they're wearing and the clothes they're wearing and everything and saying all this crazy shit, you know, there's, there's, there's hell to pay when you mess with people's children as it should be. That no one should be allowed to say things, you know, vulgar or, or say things in, in a disparaging fashion against someone's child and be able to get away with it. I remember, you know, you know, you got, you know, this guy uh, down in, in, in New Mexico, a uh, senator down there that made a comment talking about Obama's daughters, you know, listening to Jay-Z and, you know, other people making comments about the clothes that they wear. That shit has to stop. It's unacceptable. It's wrong for people to do that. And if you got a problem with the parent, okay, you got a problem with the parent. Don't bother the children. Don't bother the children. That's just not right. Uh, I'm sure that this is old news. You had a situation where evidently Michael Jordan has just become a billionaire. I think we reported this on the last show. Uh, good to see MJ get that money, work that money, work that, that situation, and get it in. He is the 513th richest person in the United States with a network of a cool $1 billion flat. That's a lot of drawers and cereal, folks. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of hangs. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of, uh, you know what I'm saying, great investments and stuff. Glad to see yet another uh, billionaire joining Dr. Dre uh, as a recent African-American becoming a billionaire along with Oprah and Jay-Z. So good job, Mike, man. Make sure that you you know, support the community and stuff because your community has always supported you. Uh, looks like on, on entertainment news, here we got Chris Brown. Chris Brown evidently is a father. He's the, um, says here that he is a, the page that quit skipping around here, says here that he's a proud father of a nine-month-old baby girl. The baby's mother is a 31-year-old former uh, model um, named uh, Nia, who's known Chris Brown for several years. Sources close to Nia and Chris tell us that they're on very good terms. That the 25-year-old Chris is happy about being a father. The baby girl looks a lot like daddy, and I'm, and, I, and I'm like, uh, that's that's a wonderful thing to see this brother and his baby, you know, in there like that. And that's it's a wonderful thing to see my man, you know, getting it in the way he needs to. Well, you know, we're going to take a light break here. You know, what I'm saying we're into the show. It feels good. We're getting that first half an hour out the way. And I hope you folks are enjoying yourself as much as I am enjoying myself. I tell you, it's just a wonderful, beautiful day here in Portland, Oregon. we got 70-degree temperatures, you know, up and coming. I'm going to drop a little Brian Culberson on you, you know, to start off a little bit of jazz for the morning. Then maybe an R&B and maybe a couple of rap tunes. And then we'll be back in just a little bit. I'm going to go pay a couple of bills. And uh, I hope you folks are enjoying the show. 
It's the Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. It's what's popping with your boy Flossie Jeezy, 646-595-3402. We'll be back in just a little bit.
young Jesus. King your boy K. Hey, it's never 32, what it's doing, That's right, keep clapping, y'all. Keep it, I got it, the old man. Let's get it, baby. Oh, you know, we trap all day, we play all night. This is the life of a, the life of a. Go get her, go get her, go get her. And the club, you see a bad bitch out. Yeah, you're damn right, I'm a, you're damn right, I'm a.
Grab a Swiss of sweet and use my fingernail to cut it. Gut it, then I dump the droppings out and then stuff it with the coffee in. If you don't know by now, coffee is killer. In other words, weed affects God is a pillar. Now the buds on the stems are like trees in an orchard. Anybody in the room who don't smoke weed is getting tortured by the smoke. Niggas choke, niggas coughing, they fart. Need to quit it, but they still trying to hit it too hard. It's the Misunderstandings about the cheetah. I see ya. Sign state can look this to be But I need a big fat jilla to get me lit. I prefer to smoke the zigzag. The billies ain't the shit. And I laced it up with the bomb bait. Mallet. Anything that you can mix with the spinach. I done tried. I done damn near died. To the real thing. Straight back. If you see me blowing out smoke, you can bet it. Nigga, just tell me what to beat ya. I'm high, you high, let's try to get higher. Here, use my lighter, set the ass on fire. We're blowing like a choir, everybody's in line. Hoping they can get their fingers on it one more time. Because there's nothing but the party over here. That's how we do with live music, plenty bitches, cold beer, and oh yeah. So.
Now you know why I love playing that old school, you know what I'm saying, that OJ's flavor, loving you. <laughs> Your boy Plus G is loving what he's doing right here with you folks. 646-595-3402 as we continue to get it in this morning. It's the Plus EGZ Show Worldwide with what's popping for, you know what I'm saying? There's no particular order of anything that goes down. Your boy Plus EGZ just likes to share the knowledge and have fun with his fans out there, you know what I'm saying, having fun here in Radio Land as we get it in. Well, you know, that tragedy with um, 
Bobby Christina and what she's going through is, is really sad thing, and I think they're trying to figure out a way to cope with the stress over there with what's going on with Bobby Christina and, and the Brown family and Houston family in general. So um, it says here that Bobby Brown uh, family is grieving over the dire circumstances surrounding Bobby Christina, and we've learned they're also shooting a reality show. Sources connected with the production tells told uh, TMZ, uh, Bobby Brown's two sisters, brother, and their kids are shooting a show about their lives as part of that will chronicle Bobby Christina fighting for her life. Bobby Brown's lawyer tells TMZ his client will not appear on the show. Bobby's sisters have a uh, history. Um, Leola uh, is one who went on to recording um, record-blaming Ray J., Whitney Houston claiming that uh, he uh, fatally fueled her cocaine habit. Tina is the one who, in a sit-down interview, claimed that she did crack with Whitney. Uh, and um, Tina and Shane are also the ones who fought at a hotel near the hospital. Um, she hit her sister, um, excuse me, she hit her son Shane with a bottle, and uh, it's been unclear that'll be on the show. It also appears that they have not shot uh, video uh, in the hospital, but they were told at regular debriefs on the home camera where they will be talking about the tragedy. So as things play themselves out, you know, it's amazing how such a superstar family can be embroiled in so much um, crazy stuff. Uh, I mean, it's just really really sad to see this whole thing, you know what I mean, going down, uh, you know, the way it's been going down. And it's, it's just it's just a real head-scratcher. Uh, also, it says here, as of uh, Sunday, that Bobby Brown has spoken out about Bobby Christina's condition, according to E! News. Um, something is stacking away here. There we go. According to E! News, uh, Brown issued a statement saying privacy is requested in this matter. Please allow my family to deal with the matter and give my daughter the love and support she needs at this time. Brown's lawyer um, also commented the report that Bobby Christina Brown had been taken to a hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, is accurate and said um, no additional information will be forthcoming. While they didn't clearly uh, clarify her condition, several news outlets, including TMZ, said her brain function, saying that it's alarmingly low and diminished. You know, TMZ's got a bad habit of putting a lot of stuff out here unauthorized just to, to make news and just to, you know, kind of make themselves relevant. But during times like this, better if you just allow the process to play itself out. Don't speculate and don't do insultive BS because that's just not helping anybody. You know, food, food for thought for TMZ and, and, and the likes out there, you know, that do that kind of uh, situation. Let's, let's hope that that's not going down like that. Uh, let's see what else we got here this morning. Uh, let's see here. Ferguson officials claim that abortion will um, will lower crime. <laughs> Boy, those people say more and more dumb stuff as the day goes by, and it's, it's incredible that they're actually taking seriously, um, you know what I'm saying, 
they say stuff, it's just crazy. It defies gravity. I, you know, notice I'm not really putting my words together because it's just so ignorant. It just doesn't make any sense how you can sit up and be basically murdering folks and stuff and then turn around and say, you know, silly stuff like, you know, uh, abortion will lower crime. Nice, not, not real nice. That's that's real cute. That's real cute. So just the day at the New York Times report, the Department of Justice was to um, used to set fault uh, the uh, Ferguson Police Department for making racially biased stops and arrests. Uh, and official reports confirming that officers routinely violated constitutional rights of its uh, black residents. The Justice Department um, reports uh, accusers of the officers making unjust stops with excessive force during arrest. Says here it comes after the um, the Michael Brown shooting. We read this earlier, but um, this is what's crazy. It says shockingly, the report says discrimination was perpetuated due to racial stereotypes held by city officials. In one incident, officials distributed racially uh, tinged jokes on their city email accounts, including the jab of President Obama. The joke suggested that abortion in the black community would reduce crime, according to the Washington Post, and stated that the president couldn't hold office very long because he was black, and what black man holds a job for four years? See, this is, this is what I was saying earlier. This is the kind of stupidity that lets you that, that makes you wonder why, you know, cats want to get out here and, and try to pop these cops or do something. It's because when you get the officials saying the type of silly stuff that goes on, it's just kind of um, it's just kind of ridiculous to sit up here and, and really want to give any serious thoughts to, um, you know, what might be popping so far as things go and uh, so far as policing in our communities and stuff. And it's just it's just ridiculous to hear some of the stuff that goes down. Uh, says here on another story, entertainment story, that uh, Spike Lee uh, talks in uh, in the WACP President Award, Selma and Black Film Stigma. As part of Friday night's 46th uh, uh, NWCP Award, Spike Lee was presented with the President's Award, which recognizes both career success and public service. Lee blasted Hollywood during the acceptance speech saying that this stuff is rigged and it's not set up for us to win. It has always been like that, the acclaimed director and filmmaker uh, said graciously uh, leading up to Friday night's presentation. He said, it's a great honor, Lee told the Hollywood Reporter, just look at the people who've won. He said, here, uh, Lee's latest work, The Sweet Blood of Jesus, except for February uh, 13th theatrical release, had come under criticism for crowdfunding the movie via Kickstarter, but Lee brushed off those barbs, pointing out that She's Gotta Have It uh, was both a crowd uh, source and shot over a 12-day span. He said Lee also rejected the notion that black movies are not being universal. Um, it's not like there are black folks and only black folks that are going to see it, Lee added. He said uh, that's not the case in rock and roll or in rap. The founders of rock and roll were Chuck Berry, Little Richard, and Louis uh, Jordan, not Elvis, you know. He said, we uh, do, um, but we do an artist universal, and it is important that we characterize uh, it uh, as race, uh, music, or black films. 
you know, a full question and answer uh, also featured Lee's observation of people protesting about the stuff really matters, such as Eric Gardner and Mike Brown decision. So, you know, Spike Lee, love him or hate him, he always is right on point with his take on how white America processes information. And, you know, I agree 110% with him naturally because, like I said before, you know, uh, sometimes white people have the innate ability to try to minimize what we do because they want somebody looking at them and telling them how great they are, and they act like no one else should shine if they're not shining. I mean, Selma had critical acclaim of the AU, but won nothing but the musical score because that's what they want to do. They have subpar movies. That, there's a lot of garbage that Hollywood puts out there and gives uh, Oscars and awards to. It's just not Oscar material. And I've watched, you know, films, you know, for about four and a half decades, and I haven't seen, you know, anything that that makes me feel like anything that they really put out is really, um, you know what I'm saying, worthy of the of the accolades that they give themselves. But they, they do a very effective job. As far as there's not more hospital business because they do a very effective job of breaking their um breaking their arm, uh, you know what I'm saying, on uh, um, um, congratulating themselves, but yet for whatever reason they can't seem to find anyone else that can uh, be creative as them or at least let that be the story that they like to tell, you know, that you know, they're the only ones that's creative. But a lot of garbage <laughs> A lot of garbage coming out of Hollywood that's been, you know, uh, talked up as, as great masterpieces and great works. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a bunch of master crap is what it is because nobody really is feeling or likes that stuff. So, I mean, what can, what, what can you do? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Um, what can you do? Um, this thing with Shug Knight, a very interesting thing. Um says here that he's been admitted to a hospital uh, claiming to be blind. Absolutely amazing that this claim would come up now uh, that he's uh, possibly going blind when, you know, he um, didn't appear to be too blind prior to running those two gentlemen over. We never heard of any hospital visits to that effect, but I don't want to speak out of turn because, like I said, I'm not with him on a daily basis and it really is not a good idea to really speak out of turn if you're not sure about something. But I don't know. I just find that the timing can be kind of, uh, how can we say, hmm, you know, it's kind of amazing the timing on that just seems kind of kind of different right now. So it says, so how should night doing, you ask? Not great. The former Defo CEO isn't just awaiting trial for murder charges. He's also been dealing with some bad health issues. In the last month, he got rushed to the hospital, twice for panic attack and stomach bleeding. And, uh, you know, March March 2nd marks yet another trip. So this time he claims to be going black for lack of medical attention. Before uh, the medical trip, he spoke on his behalf after firing his lawyers and claimed that he's been mistreated in jail. Uh, Knight then told the court that informed that his eyesight was declining but prompted the hospital admittance. It says here, Knight is in jail hitting two people with a car in Los Angeles, uh, killing one and leaving the other one injured. So that's going to be pretty interesting, you know, when, when we when we view that, 
how that's going to turn out to to see, uh, you know, how that whole thing plays out. It's kind of a crazy thing to, to see that going on. And you know, hopefully your brother isn't going blind, but, you know, you can't exactly assault people and do uh, crazy stuff like, like he's been doing. And uh, people are just going to kind of just get a pass on that. I just don't, just don't see that happening, you know, you know, right off the bat. Um, let's see. There's a listing here on Hollywood News where it's we're talking about, uh, you know, uh, it says 16 black shows that should have never happened. And I'm going to run down the list, and uh, <laughs> you feel like calling here at 646-595-3402. Here's a list of the shows, and we'll see what you think, and then we're going to take another short break and be back. It says here that we watched a lot of TV, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, in the 90s and 2000s, but not every show stood the test of time. You know what I'm saying? There were some sitcoms that we watched week after week, Great Boy, back in 1997, but when we watch TV now, it's like, you know, what were we thinking? And so as we rattle these shows off, uh, let's see. <laughs> let's see what their choices are here. Uh, Four Year Love, uh, 2000, in 1998 to 2002. Uh, let's see. It was a show about three couples learning the ins and outs of their relationship, and it makes sense that NBC tried to get get in all relationships that they showed sprouting in the 90s, but it just wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a good one. Now, though it started TVs, Holly Robinson, Pete, Tamlin Jones, James Leisure, it, was, uh, it wasn't memorable even after it switched networks to the WB and how it did for the last, you know, five seasons. Uh, here's another one that wasn't too bad, but I can almost understand why they would say it. And it comes in the form of, 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 of Malcolm and Eddie and uh, Nike. 1996 to 2000, said Malcolm Eddie was the buddy-buddy comedy we never knew uh, we, we, we needed, but after watching, uh, we know that we weren't actually, uh, we actually didn't need it at all, but since it's that Malcolm Jamal Warner, who uh, who we missed dearly from the Cosby show, uh, we watched Lowly, but the odd couple story of Eddie Griffin with Eddie Griffin, it just wasn't funny. Uh, Smart Guy, right, which was uh, which was uh, Todd Maury, Jason Weaver, and Essence Atkins, and Omar Gooding. Sounds great in theory, but when you're watching these three seasons, uh, Todd's began with his egg kid, know-it-all, and just got tired. But just go to college already, man. <laughs> That's cold. Then it says here, it says... Uh, Let's Stay Together from 2011 to 2014, uh, for obvious reasons on that one. Uh, Parenthood, 1995 to 1999. Uh, it says here that um, we knew we knew that uh, the show, uh, who knew the show lasted for five seasons? It was a great premise and, and showcased educated black family living in Harlem. Maybe that's why they didn't like it. So uh, it could have taken over the Cosby show left off, but it didn't. But uh, if you watch the show in 2015, you'll probably uh, see a man trying to escape the pressures of his family with an overactive imagination. The 
shows bright spot Reagan Gomez Preston. Uh, family Matters, nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety seven. I thought that that was a pretty good show until Urkel grew up. But then that's what he kind of changed. He said, "How do we let this show continue for nine whole seasons? The first two seasons of Family Matters, we were uh, golden, and you had a nuclear black family, an extended family in the mix. It was all good because your kids had learned valuable lessons. But one of the kids, Judy." disappeared without a trace. Aunt Rachel left and never came back, but she left cousin uh, Richie, uh, and that's uh, when things got weird for the series. Steve Urkel played by Jarrell White transformed into Stefan Urkel and uh, and even Bruce Lee, and there were uh, teleportion pads. Uh, Steve was in space like, uh, what's going on? Once the show moved to CBS, the original Harriet played by JoJo Mary Payton was replaced by Judy Ann uh, uh, Elder, and there barely was episodes that lasted, uh, as he said, there's barely any kind of shows that last for about 10 years, and, uh, and you know, and that's a shame. So I don't know. That's just kind of weird all the way around. Then they had Half and Half, right? Half and Half was a sister, it was like sister, sister. But, you know, they were half-sisters who knew each other. Mona, played by Rachel True uh, from the from craft, was raised mostly by her mother, played by Thelma Hopkins. And her father remarried and had another child, Dee Dee, played by someone else. Said so when they got older, they lived in the same apartment building, and you see the class due to their differences. Not a bad premise, right? It wasn't, but it was a corny show. The Wayan Brothers, from 1995 to 1999. The Wayan Brothers was the next of the Wayans who you uh, would uh, see until you actually saw it, you know, starring Marlon and Sean Wayans and John Witherspoon, and we all know the hijinks, the Pops Restaurant. You know, for real, there's so many people out at the news during the day. You know, Pops certainly was the savings grace of the show. Otherwise, it was just a bunch of recycled jokes week after week. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. You know, I never really figured that one out myself. In all honesty, this show may have lasted five seasons because the theme songs were not good and not sure, what, you know, really was going on in his house. And although, you know, Holly Robinson, Pete, Raven, Simone seemed all night, nice, the show just was not memorable. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, it, <laughs> in all honesty, yeah, that, that was crazy. Then they had Eve, right? Then uh, rapper Eve was at a high school when it came to acting roles. She had the barber shop to save you. you know, she given her own sitcom. Her fashion designer, Shelly, lived in Miami and ran a boutique with best friends. You know what I'm saying? She had a relationship off and on with JT, played by Jason George. The actual plots weren't bad, but most of the casting uh, overacted and uh, overreacted and made it barely tolerable at times. Uh, the game uh, from 2006 and 2011 to the present. Uh, the game was great, but the chemistry of Tia, uh, um, you know, Maori and uh, and, and uh, Pooch Hall were undeniable. Supporting cast of Rachel, excuse me, Wendy Rachel Robinson, writing uh, Jose Sanchez was great, but we don't actually know because it changed zip codes over to BET and lost most of its luster, as most stuff does that go to the former actual uh, BET hookup. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? BET was a good deal to the 
they kind of gave up and gave into whatever it is they gave into. LL Cool J and Debbie Allen, right? And I guess the show was called In the House. Uh, should have been winning a combo because who doesn't win with Debbie Allen? Well, she left left after a season and wrapped up and ushered in Kim Wayans and Alfonso Ribeiro around the cast and LL and uh, you know uh, Mia Campbell. So so much for that. The Parkers. I never did get that show. So Kim was definitely a fan favorite from Moesha, so we had to watch this spinoff. Um, you know, with Monique, Nikki Parker, really watched Nikki chase, uh, sexually harass Professor Ogilvy for five straight seasons and why we're not concerned uh, that they were attending community college for five years. She was sick. It was a sick time, but it was way too far-fetched. So, you know, go figure that one out, if you will. Uh, the Hughleys. The Hughleys was, a, was, a, was another show that, really should have jumped off and, and you know, he he's a funny, funny guy, but, you know, first, who knew that Chris Rock produced this one? If you did, write it down for two points, but we uh, watched the Hughleys on the strength of the original King of Comedy. The show just wasn't funny at, at, at all. Since here, all of us with uh, Uwe, Rachel Ray, and uh, my main man, Dwayne Thomas, you know, good stuff, but it just didn't just didn't work itself out. See, a Will and Jada Pinkett show that sounded great in theory, but duh, you know, Will and Jada Pinkett uh, were not in the cast. They started Lisa Ray and Dwayne Martin and Elsie. sounded great, but the show was too soon around the blended family cast and didn't make for good TV. Uh, the House of Pain, you know, eight seasons. Well, truly in Tyler Perry fashion, the House of Pain was sitting around a family who lived in land led by Curtis, played by LeVon Davis, uh, uh, Ella Payne, played by Cassie Davis, uh, you know, since so actual brothers. Um, they faced the real time. It's like drug addiction. In most cases, the company, the uh, comedy that was coupled with it did not match. It was, uh, you know, too over the top with the slapstick, as most of Tyler Perry stuff kind of is sometimes. But. There's your list of that stuff, but you know what? That 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 ran me out of wind and out of breath just talking about that good stuff. But I mean, you gotta love it, man. Anytime we can try to put in some work on some shows and try to, you know, you know, get some enjoyment out of stuff, I think it's a good thing. I think that uh, as long as we try, as long as we, you know, look to to try to have, you know, things, you know, being as they are, and we get past the status quo of what what we're supposed to be, and we learn how to continue to love ourselves and make things happen, I think we can be successful in anything we go after, at least God willing. I'll be back in a minute. Here's a little bit of Norman Brown for you with a little bit of come over. 646-595-3402. You're dealing with your boy, Flossie Jeezy, the Flossie Jeezy Show Worldwide. What's popping for the Flossie Jeezy? Again, Six four six five nine five three four zero two. We'll be back.
Nothing in the world like a classic. And I'm a classic like a black your boy Flossie Jeezy on his old school swing this morning, doing his fizzle as usual. Loving the moment, loving what's going down, loving being here on the show with you folks. You know how it is, your boy Flossie Jeezy holding it down for you each and every time. I don't think they know how to shine like I do, you know what I'm saying? Keeping it bling, bling on my mental status, you know what I'm saying, keeping it going on. Hey, uh, you know, you got to love it. You got to love, you got to love it, you got to love what's going on. Nick Young threatens a sports anchor uh, 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 who diss his girlfriend, Iggy Azalea. Evidently, <laughs> he was uh, dissing uh, my man's girlfriend. says here that uh, everybody has an opinion on Iggy Azalea, including a sports anchor, uh Robert Flores, this morning, one of the live editors for sports, uh, excuse me, this morning on one of these sports editions, which was a, actually a couple of days ago, um, Flores this Azalea claiming that she tried to kill hip-hop while the Internet went crazy with that statement. Iggy's boyfriend in the Lakers said he didn't take too kindly about that. He said, so what do grown men do to defend their honor? In 2005, they type about it. He said, I'm pretty sure we will run into each other soon, Tweety Young. Ah, you ain't going to do nothing, man. You ain't going to bust a grave. The man was just joking and having a good time with it. And by the way, your girlfriend does suck in hip-hop. So you heard that from your boy Flossie Jeezy here. And you can hit me and holler anytime you want to. But uh, it's one of those kind of deals that's uh, that's just kind of funny to me. You know, cats getting all blown out of shape over something that's said, but I guess, you know, brother has the right to defend his honor and all that other good stuff. But uh, as rappers go, ah, I'm sorry, dude, she sucks. Anyway, um, you know, I was kind of taken aback by her because she made a big to-do as to whether or not she had the right to use the N-word. She's from Australia. So I would say categorically, hell no, you don't have the right to use it. You don't have the right to use it. Neither any of these other old tired-ass racist people out here is using that word. That word's been overused, and, you know, here you got this guy complaining about this guy saying something about your rap style, which, for the most part, has been relatively whack. Um, and like I said before, there's a, there's a reason why I don't listen to, um, you know, a whole lot of the uh, new rap stuff that's out here now because, I, you know, I'm not – particular about it. There's some good stuff out here like everything else, but some of it just doesn't cut the muscle of the old school. But being old school, my vision might be slightly biased because I do love, you know, old school hip-hop. I'm still into it, still love it, and, uh, you know, I'm just that way. I love old school hip-hop. You know, I don't think I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, uh, change my perspective on that because, like I said before, Without no old school, there is no new school. So whatever you want to read on that one, it's fine with your boy Flossie. I'm going to hold you down and support you no matter what you feel. We gotta, we have the right to disagree, and we also have the right to more or less, uh, you know what I'm saying, just take it and run with it and, and use it for energy for whatever we want to use it for. That's because that's we're blessed that way. This is America, and we're blessed to be able to express ourselves regardless. So at any rate, you know, I think that's going to wrap it up for what's popping for. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I might go ahead and take it home for a couple of more cuts, but 
I appreciate you folks for listening in this morning and enjoying stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to keep it on a on a more positive tip. When I first started out in this broadcasting thing, you know, sometimes there's certain political things and events that get you kind of fired up and wired up to where you want to really express yourself, you know, in in in, in, a, in a major way. And your boy Foster Jesus has just been more or less trying to uh, get it on and and and, and get it in. On uh, on these issues that are out here, and uh, you know, what I'm saying, just thankful to be able to, um, you know, you know, get it on and get it in, with you folks, uh, and, I, and I'm loving doing this, and uh, you know, what I'm saying, I hope you folks enjoy what I bring to the table for you. Like I say, you hear a lot of good old school here, jazz, R&B, rap. You know, what I'm saying, even a rock tune. If you rock like that back in the days, your stuff was tough like that. You might get some play too. But either way, your boy Fossey Jeezy is going to continue to hold it down for you. It's been my pleasure, as usual. You know what I'm saying? By the way, before I go, that little instrumental that you heard earlier was an instrumental of uh, that I produced called New Style 121 with all the Latin guitars and, and overtones and stuff, uh, you know, for Latina stuff. And I, I love that music. I love you know, classical music, I love Latino music. I love stuff that has good blings of instruments and everything. And I'm trying to do whatever I can to hold it down for y'all out there. And I hope you guys enjoy the products that, that we produce here at 1716 Productions. I'm glad to be able to bring you the show. And uh, hopefully I'll be back tomorrow or maybe even the next day to drop something else on you. You know what I'm saying? It, it is Tuesday, uh, March uh, 4th. I've enjoyed my time with y'all. Hope you guys have enjoyed your time. Um, and we're going to continue to bring it to you all the way live as we can, as much as possible. So for Flossie Jeezy and the folks here at 1716 Productions, God bless you. You know, enjoy your life, enjoy the show, and never let the haters overtake your mental strategy for whatever it is you're trying to do. I'm going to close it out with either maybe a, a song from Rock Kim or whatever, but uh, it's going to be live either way. Your boy, Fluffy Jesus, saying, God bless you and good news. Fuck Jay-Z. What's up, niggas? Hey, yo, I know you ain't talking about me, dog. You? What? Fuck Jay-Z. You been on my dick, nigga. You love uh, my style, uh, nigga. Uh, uh, I fuck with your soul like ether well, Teach you the king, you know you nah. Godson across the belly Lose. I prove you lost the race uh, yourself for the main event Y'all impatiently waiting It's like an age test What's the result? Not positive Who's the best? Pac, Nas, and Big Ain't no best East, West, North, South, Floor, South Greetings I embrace y'all with napalm Blows up, no guts Left chest, face gone How can I be garbage? Send me autos at your cottage Burner at the side of your dome Come out of my throne I got this Lock since 9-1 I am the truest Name a rapper that I ain't influenced Gave y'all chapters But now I keep my eyes on the Judas With the Hawaiian Sophie fame Kept my name in his music Check it out Fuck with your soul like ether Teach you the king You know you Godson across the belly I prove you lost already Hey yo, pass me the weed Put my ashes out on these niggas, man Hey yo, you faggots Y'all kneel and kiss the motherfucking ring Fuck with your soul like ether Teach you the king, you know you Godson across the belly I prove you lost already Fucked over, left for dead Distant, forgotten Luck ran out 
they hope that I'll be gone stiff and rotten. Y'all just piss on me, shit on me, spit on my grave. Uh, Talk about me, laugh behind my back, but in my face, shot some well wishing, friendly acting, envy, hiding snakes. With your hands out for my money, man, how much can I take when these streets keep calling? Heard it when I was asleep that this gazy and cockafella records wanted beef. Started cocking up my weapon, slowly loading up this ammo to explode it on a camel and his soldiers. I can handle this for Dolo and his manuscript. Shit sounds stupid when KRS already made an album called Blueprint First. Biggie's your man, then you got the nerve to say that you better than big. Dick sucking lips, won't you let the late great veteran live? Well, now nah. son across the belly, I prove you lost already. Uh. The king is back with my crown at. Ill will, rest in peace, let's do it, niggas. I fuck with your soul like ether. Teach you the king, you know you nah. got son across the belly. Loose. I prove you lost already. Y'all niggas deal with emotions like bitches. What's sad is I love you because you're my brother. You traded your soul for riches. My child, I've watched you grow up to be famous. And now I smile like a proud dad watching his only son that made it. You seem to be only concerned with dissing women. Were you abused as a child, scared to smile? They called you ugly? Well, life is harsh. Hug me, don't reject me. I'll make records to disrespect me. Blatant or indirectly In 88 You was getting chased to your building Calling my crib And I ain't even give you my numbers All I did was give you a style For you to run with smiling in my face Glad to break bread with the guard Wearing jazz chains No text, no cash, no cars No jail bars Jigger, no pies, no case Just Hawaiian shirts Hanging with little Chase, you a fan, a phony, a fake, a pussy, a stand. I still whip your ass. You 36 in a karate class. You Tabo ho, trying to work it out. You trying to get brolic? Ask me if I'm trying to kick knowledge. Nah, I'm trying to kick the shit you need to learn though. That ether, that shit that make your soul burn slow. Burn Is he Dame slow. Diddy, Dame Daddy, or Dame Dummy? Oh, I get it. You Biggie and he's Puffy. Ew. Rockefeller died of AIDS. That was the end of his chapter. And that's the guy y'all chose to name your company after? Put it together. I rock hoes, y'all rock fellas. And now y'all trying to take my spot, fellas? Philly top rock, fellas. Put you in a dry spot, fellas. In a pine box with nine shots for my Glock, fellas. Foxy got you hot because you kept your face in a puss. What you think damn, you getting girls damn, now because of your look? Negro, please. Huh. You know mustache having with whiskers like a rat compared to beans you whack. And your man stabbed on and made you take the blame. You ass went from jazz to hanging with Kane to Herb to Big. And Eminem murdered you on your own shit. You a dick riding faggot. You love the attention. Queens niggas run you niggas. Ask Russell Simmons. Huh. R-O-C. Get gunned up and clapped quick. J.J. Evans get gunned up and clapped quick. Your whole damn record label gunned up and clapped quick. Sean Carter to Jay-Z, damn you on jazz dick. So little Shorty's getting gunned up and clapped quick. How much of Biggie's rhymes is gonna come out your fat lips? Wanted to be on every last one of my classics. You pop shit, apologize, nigga. Just ask Kiss. Talk to y'all for a minute. Be serious for a minute. 
Why they call me the God MC, the lyricist Straight this staff to the roof, some genesis The world wonder, I'm still standing like pyramids Design so vivid, every brick it got a story to tell My rhyme flow different like a hieroglyphic Mind prolific, infinite, like mathematics The first language, now add that and add graphic Go ahead, think we'll let the block know it's the gospel Like new man, you roll, so watch close the new Michael Rand and lower Pablo Picasso Prepare to show you the cosmos and buy clothes Even my lyrical metaphysical With this is the what help you get to your spiritual pinnacle You find your mind too far-fetched but it's a fathom I bring the darkness to the light, such an atom It's like watching a big bang theory emerge I take titles, spawn them to a billion birds They want a clear view From the farthest in the darkest corners of the universe To a corner near you A barrel and Stay played up, for not to play A modern day king cut Rap tight, rap like I've been preserved in time Spit the holy water and touch it to turn it to wine It's your call Descendants of the Holy Grail Another part of history they won't reveal Time to only tell You waiting for judgment It came in the form of a dove in the game To create a composition It's blood in my vein The chemical is identical We one of the same With seven letters in all three of my government names Walk on water, no nah, neighbor to Jesus It's a parable to make followers and readers Believers from Egypt to Budapest Rock him as the two is left Understand the scriptures like the minister Louis F I told you who God is, you ignore me like most of the prophets Jesus, Solomon, Abraham, Moses, and Muhammad I told the scholars would fulfill the broken promise I speak the truth to predict the future like no pajamas Like revelations and hope in my quotes Reveal the seven spirits of God When I open the seal, interpret the holy Quran these flows the God translated to raw and decode the Bible. Warn the elders in the mosque, made songs and the laws. The seven churches, the synagogues, it's the Renaissance, in the bronze. Like the Messiah, rocking my laws, about to reveal a bigger secret in time, men of God. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.